Thank you everyone for coming. Uh, next month, our topic will be on change management. And in June, we have Microsoft coming to present their integrator model. So register early. Those two will also sell out early, I'm sure. Uh, please continue to monitor the website and eblasts for more information. If you have your MCR, you uh, will receive one continuing education credit for each luncheon you attend. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet by Beth at the registration desk. And we encourage your feedback at the end of the program. Surveys will be distributed during the Q&A discussion. Uh, and also, please check out the conference.io website for more information on their product. Uh, today's topic, Google Workplace Strategies for Maximizing Human Capital. Please welcome to the stage our distinguished Googler, Jim Lauman, Director of Real Estate Americas. Jim has worked. Jim has worked in the high-tech industry for over 30 years on real estate projects globally. Thank you for coming in to share the Google story with our chapter. Thank you. Looks like we've got a nice crowd here today. Um, thank you all for coming. I hope I can enlighten you a little bit. Um, I have been... Uh, probably engaged with uh, Google and Google Chicago for as, as long as I've been at Google, which has been eight years. Uh, one of the first things I did when I came to uh, Google in 2005 was to help them go find uh, a Chicago office. And uh, we landed ourselves in uh, Kinsey. Um, at that point in time, we were probably about 50 or 60 people. And today, we are uh, probably just about a little over 500 people. So Chicago has been a very big uh, success story for us. It's one of our uh, larger offices and one of our largest uh, sales offices um, in, in the Americas. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is not only, you know, just about Google Workplace but design, but, you know, kind of how we got started. Um, like I said, I started at Google in 2005. Um, I actually thought I was coming to a nice size startup company of about 2,200 people. Um, Google will probably uh, end this year at somewhere just shy of 50,000 people. So it's been a, um, it's been a very fast-paced environment and, and, and a wild ride. Um, we started out very humbly. I mean, it was very much, you know, take space that we found most anywhere. Um, you know, it was, it was, you'll hear this term a couple of different times, very frugal. Um, of course, you guys probably know, all know the story. We also, uh, Larry and Sergey started out in the, in the garage of Susan Wojcicki, who's uh, one of our senior vice presidents now, um, and lived and worked and started developing things out of the garage before we found our first building and moved into our first building in, in uh, 1999. Um, we've, you know, been a bit of a hermit crab, um, you know, just taking over existing space and existing buildings and existing shells and, and um, uh, creating office and, and office space out of that. And, and that, I think, really helped us to kind of understand um, our roots and develop our culture and um, understand what we are. Um, we just announced a new campus in Mountain View, which will be Bayview. Um, 
and uh, this campus will probably house uh, upwards of, a, of about uh, 1,500 people. Um, we also just uh, are working on a new campus in the heart of London, um, known as Project Queen. And again, we've got about 1,000, 1,500 people. This will bring them all together in, in one campus in, in London. Um, you know, we, also, we often term uh, people who work at Google as, as Googlers. And uh, as uh, a lot of people who, who's, who have worked with us can attest to, we, we, uh, we like to use the term googly. And, um, Everybody always asks us, what is googly? Um, and, and so, you know, what is googly to us is focus on the Googler, creating spaces for them to live, work, and play. It's about an open and transparent and highly collaborative process. And that's really kind of at the heart and way in which we do things and uh, the way in which we, you know, live and, and, and work. Um, the way in which we kind of approach design is um, we design to density. And so I think one of the questions that's already been asked is, you know, kind of what are our metrics or what are our, uh, you know, what do we try to design to? And on a, on a rentable square foot, we try to work to a, between 200 and 220 square foot per person. Um, and on a usable square foot, somewhere around 165 square foot per person. Um, we provide choice. Um, we engage our user community in what we're doing, and we're really looking to get input into how they work, what their work practices are. We connect to, to nature, and the term these days is biophilia. We want people to be, feel as though they're connected to nature. Um, we do, we are living human things. And so we do have a connection to nature, so that's important. We design to the building. We don't try to let the building be something other than it is. Um, and we design the project to the economics. Um, I think that's, that's very important. We establish a budget. We establish you know, objectives around what we're trying to accomplish. And we design to those. We don't do it the other way around. Um, we design to maximum density. Um, we believe density is good, that through density, we're going to get more people to work together, and we're going to get in an environment to where there is more collaboration and better collaboration between people. Uh, we think local. Um, if you look at our offices, and this is something that we started early on, when I looked at, uh, worked at some of the other companies, you know, they kind of had the corporate standards, and you designed to the corporate standards, and then all of a sudden, you know, you went to the office in, in Atlanta, Georgia, or you went to the office in Chicago, or you went to the office in Irvine, California, and you walked in and they all looked the same. And it was kind of a disappointment because here you'd traveled to this locale that had this culture all to itself, and you walked into an office that looked exactly the same as any other office. So we started shaking things up a little bit and designing to the locale. And so if you walk into our Chicago office, it has uniquely a Chicago flavor to it. If you walk into our Southern California office, which is now in Venice, it's two blocks from the beach, it has a uniquely Venice, LA beach theme to it. And on and on again. So it's, it's really something that we try to strive for. And in doing that, it helps us to engage in the community. 
wherever we are, we want to be part of the community. We want to be engaged in the community. And we want people to know that we are part of the community as well. So it's important that, that Google in Chicago is part of the community and, and is engaged in what goes on in the community. That's also the reason that we locate where we do locate, for the most part, in CBD, uh, Central Business District, or downtown locations, so that we can be engaged in, in the culture and what's going on in that uh, particular location. Um, we designed the data. Uh, data is important. Um, we're an engineering company. We have a lot of engineers, um, very smart engineers, and they are data-driven. So we're going to design the data. We're going to have metrics in and around um, maybe what uh, office sizes should be or uh, meeting spaces should be. And we're going to use those to develop our spaces. Um, we're going to put people near natural light. I think that's one thing that I found um, as I started getting into this. When I go and look at a space, what I find is more important to me is natural light coming into the space. And we put people near the natural light. We find those functions that don't need to be near natural light, and we, and we put people near natural light. We create communal diversity, meaning that there's a lot of different ways for people to get together. You don't have to have a conference room, a formal meeting area, in order to get things done. You can have uh, an informal lounge area. You can do it in a, uh, a micro kitchen or a, a break room. Think of the number of conversations and the way things get done in your office um, just around going and getting a cup of coffee or, you know, the so to speak water cooler conversations. A lot of things get done and we use those as casual collision areas that allow people to uh, migrate and, and um, get work done. Um, and last thing, don't be fussy. Um, I think I said that uh, a couple of times this morning. Uh, I was over at the Merchandise Mart. I'm currently working with um, Motorola on moving them um, downtown. And um, we were looking at some mock-ups of furniture. And um, I, I think I made the comment a couple of times in and around you know, what we're looking for and how we're trying to do it. Don't be fussy. Allow it to be what it wants to be. Um, don't try to dictate too much. Um, and, and let people uh, kind of have fun with it. The Google experience, what we try to do is create experiences that reflect and support individuals through thoughtful, effective, and efficient workplace design. Focusing on individual workstations. So we want people to be able to have the ability to work the way they want to work, work in the kind of work environment that they want to work in, teams work in the way in which they want to be able to work. In other words, if, if two people want to sit back to back or next to each other, they should have the ability to do that with their workstation. If you think back, I was, I was talking to somebody a little bit earlier. If you think back 20 years ago, all furniture was designed to be panel hung. And it all had to fit a certain way. And I, I remember the chief complaint was, I don't want to have my back to the entrance into my office. And there was nothing you could do about that. That's the way the furniture system came. So, that, you know, furniture was kind of dictating the way in which we worked. 
And what we're trying to do is, is unravel all that and give people choice and allow them to do it. Um, focus on neighborhood. You know, whether it's neighborhood in and around teams, whether it's neighborhood in and around work style, whether it's, you know, however you want to define neighborhood, it's, it's allowing neighborhoods to develop. Meeting spaces. As I said before, there's all kinds of ways to do meetings and, and to have a meeting space. Um, Larry Page, not too long ago, um, wanted to have a conference room that just had a standing high table in it. No chairs, nothing else. He wanted to be able to grab a team of people, go in, have a five-minute meeting. What's the issue? What's the result out of that? And he felt that getting people to come in, sit down, discuss the issue was a little bit too formal. So there's all kinds of ways to meet. Um, we've actually done uh, conference rooms that are, are lounge furniture. Um, and they've, they've become quite successful. Micro kitchens, game rooms, libraries, and, and both indoor and outdoor amenities. All of these things are a way in which to bring people together, a way to get people to collaborate, a way in which to um, find ways to organize work in a different way. Sure. Uh, we've got a few of our audience members were asking and making comments about uh, communicable diversity, how interesting the concept is, and we're just curious uh, if this is an appropriate time for you to address it. Sure. Um, how you accomplish this between locations and across, you know, multiple geographic boundaries and that kind of thing. And then also we're getting a lot of taps here about uh, how you measure your effectiveness of your design, like maybe sum up those KPIs you touched on. Yeah. So um, first one uh, uh, around uh, communal diversity, I think it was, um, across different locations. Um, one of the things that we have uh, found, so that's, that obviously is a hard one because you are separated by geography. Um, but through um, products that Google has, Google Plus, um, and uh, you can do Hangouts, um, we've incorporated that with our own um, um, video conferencing so that um, I can do a Hangout or I can get in touch with somebody on my phone, on my laptop, and, and I can tie into a larger video conference system that we developed. All of it kind of encompasses. So we're starting to create community through being able to do that. Um, I think uh, the second question was, uh, remind me. Yes, just getting back to sum summarizing some of your KPIs and how you measure. Um, a variety of things you can measure. So we do measure ourselves in and around, um, you know, how effective we are around our densities, and that is a measurement on a worldwide basis. Um, that is both for um, all occupied space, but not only occupied space, it's space that we have under lease. So we have a, a measurement that we have to uh, measure against that. There's a customer stat survey. How, how um, um, happy are our are, are Googlers, our are, are users, in terms of what they have? There's a, a KPI around just you know, economics, how much we spend on a cost per square foot. Are we, are we sticking to that, and are we bettering that? And then there's a KPI around delivery. Um, are we delivering what we said we were going to deliver? 
on, you know, on time, on budget. One of the other uh, big pieces of what we are and, and how we think of our sales is, is around uh, sustainability. Um, we're really trying to make buildings better. Uh, better buildings um, benefit Googlers, um, the local community, obviously, and the ecosystem. And um, it seems I spend more time these days talking about things like what kind of mechanical system we're going to use, are we going to do operable windows, um, really trying to push the envelope, or as we say, go 10 plus around how we can create a better building, how we can create a better environment for our Googlers. Um, some of the focus areas that we kind of key in on are indoor environmental air quality. Um, obviously, if, if we're going to spend an awful lot of time indoors, we want the best indoor air quality that we can get. Um, healthy materials, we've done a lot of work um, with manufacturers in around healthy materials. Um, a lot of you are um, on the furniture side, so you've probably heard of Google and the Red List um, and what w the work that we've done there, which is really trying to get manufacturers to tell us what is in um, the, the materials or the products that they are providing us, kind of a step beyond just what LEED is. Um, energy efficiency, um, how can we be more efficient in the way in which we use energy? Um, and, and looking at different systems um, in terms of, of energy delivery, water efficiency, efficiency and reclamation. Um, and then lastly, um, resource use and, and waste. Just what is our waste stream and how do we cut down on that? Um, you know, one of the, the great examples on that is um, in all of our locations, um, we compost. Uh, and um, our composting, and we've worked with an awful lot of our landlords to, to, you know, to do that. And so that's become a very big piece of, of just who we are. Um, end user experience, you know, it's really about providing the right kind of environment for um, our employees, um, choice, allowing them to have um, the ability to, to be in a, a healthy environment. Um, we have in Mountain View, um, I don't even know how many buses we are up to, um, but this is an example of one of them. They all have Wi-Fi on them. Um, we now bus out of about 12,000 Googlers in Mountain View. About 35% of them uh, will take the bus to work. Um, believe me, it's a great way to get to work. This is an example of a micro kitchen in Sao Paulo, Brazil, um, done almost like an open air market. Um, this is our security operations center, SOC, in, in Mountain View. It manages everything for the entire world. You know, just example of, of healthy places um, and people. We try to, um, you know, kind of go on beyond leads, but we design everything now to, at the very least, a gold standard and, and try to push it in terms to, to a platinum at the very least. Um, creating a healthy work environment, these are some of the things that we, we look at. Jim, what's been your favorite project and why, people are asking? 
Um, you know, uh, actually, one of my favorite projects is probably not necessarily a, a project at all. Um, it was something that um, I did um, a couple of years ago. Um, we had the opportunity to purchase our building in, in New York. Um, it's a uh, 2.8 million square foot, one city block long building. Um, it runs from 8th Avenue to 9th Avenue. And um, I was able to um, put together a proposal and uh, put that in front of the, uh, the founders as well as the, the CEO at that point, Eric Schmidt, to which they bought off on, and um, went away and in three months did uh, an LOI, um, negotiated a deal for $1.8 billion, and uh, bought our, our New York building. And I, I, I think that um, it was an extreme challenge to get done. Um, it was an exciting project, um, and um, it, it's, it's allowed us to continue to grow into New York um, and, and, and beyond. So that's probably something that I'm probably most, uh, one of the most satisfying for a bunch of different reasons. Um, one of the things we developed uh, about three or four years ago was, uh, or two or three years ago, was greening Google's buildings. We called it sustainable pursuit, kind of off a trivial pursuit. Um, it's a way to go beyond um, lead. So, you know, lead's kind of the front end. You build the building and, 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 and you, you, you build out the space. Um, then you occupy it. So this is kind of how we do it from a sustaining operations standpoint. Um, facilities managers and facilities operation people, you know, kind of measure themselves against taking different pieces of the pie. And um, they get credits for it. And we kind of have set up a competition between each one of our uh, sites. So, you know, the SS is uh, sustainable sites, however we might measure or do that. Um, going all the way around, uh, M&R is materials and resources. Um, WE is um, water efficiency. Um, ICE is innovation, collaboration, and education. So how we engage back into the community in and around what we're doing. Um, IEQ is indoor air quality. And um, E&A is energy and atmosphere. So this has become a competition not only between sites you know, within the Americas or North America, but now around the world. And they, we actually have two or three sites um, that have uh, accomplished all of these. You know, we're also about collaboration and, and flexi uh, flexibility. And I talked about that before. Um, this is something we did in partnership with uh, Hayworth. We wanted to create an office that would allow um, the user to really kind of do their own. Um, and so um, if, you, if you think of kind of like a scaffolding system, this is what it is. And it was really, you know, we did it almost as much as anything as, as kind of a pilot. Let's test ourselves. Let's see what, you know, we can accomplish. And um, it was interesting to watch. We did this for an engineering team in New York. And it was really kind of interesting to watch. Some of them just individually started taking you know, the pieces and parts and starting to put them together and create their, their, their own offices. Others got together in a team. They got a whiteboard. 
They thought through a process, what they wanted to accomplish, how they wanted to do it, and then went and put them together. What's interesting is depending on the type of engineering team, what they're working on, it has either stayed static, exactly the same, and this has been um, up and together for a couple of years, or it's changed over time. So I'm not sure this is something that we'd ever do again, or if we did it again, we might do something different, but it was an interesting exercise in, in, in how we you know, think about office and what we do with offices. Um, you know, just different. Be different. Don't, you know, be so tied into what you think is conventional. Um, this is actually in New York. This is a space that's up on the 10th floor. You wouldn't know it, but we actually have created gardens to where um, they're communal gardens, so Googlers can grow. We actually have um, uh, gardens in, in Mountain View that we harvest for our, um, for our cafes. Um, we actually, grow, uh, we actually uh, um, harvest honey. We have beehives in, in Mountain View and harvest honey as well. Um, again, another example of just kind of a communal space. Um, convenient, you know, the way in which you transport yourself between different floors doesn't have to be conventional. The one on the right is, is in Zurich. Uh, on the left, it's kind of hard to see. Uh, but it kind of mimics a New York street scene um, with a, kind of the manhole cover. And there's a, a fire pole and a stair that goes straight down to the next floor. Leave that topic, Jim. The people were asking, is there any specific building amenity or service that contributes most to uh, personal productivity? And, and lurking on the list here is the old work from home discussion. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I couldn't specifically say that there's, there's, there's any one building. I mean, I think that, um, and, and, and this is a great example of it, is, is we look at, at Mountain View as kind of a campus, and it's how we, you know, kind of get people between campus and how we get, you know, people to, to migrate around campus. And so, you know, this is an example of, of bikes that we have. We've got quite a different number of and styles of bikes, but I think we've probably got between 12 and 1,500 bikes on campus. Um, you just go and grab one. You ride it to where you want to go to. Um, you leave it outside, um, and then you come back out, and hopefully there's another bike for you to grab the, to, to ride on from there. So I, I don't know that there's a, there's a good way for us to measure you know, productivity on a, on a building set. Uh, set. Um, I think um, we rely on a lot of user feedback in terms of what works and what doesn't work. Um, I think the other question was, um, I mean, you know, the whole discussion about, you know, work from home and, do, you know, whether we work from home, you know, we're really about creating environments that allow people to, to um, be able to work uh, wherever. But, you know, we're honestly about, you know, creating the amenities and the types of space that we want to have people to work at Google. Doesn't say that, you know, if I've got a delivery at home, that I don't have the ability to do that. Um, but, you know, this is another example. This is, these are uh, baristas that, 
that come in. And in a couple of our locations, we've got a barista cart that goes around. Um, we've got community in and around um, how we set up, again, communal spaces. This is almost like an outdoor space that's um, set up in, in London in, in an atrium, but it almost looks like it's outdoors. Um, it's about getting people together. Um, so, you know, that's kind of really where the idea of lunches came from, is that um, if you kind of know the Mountain View area, the campus, or the, the, the business park that we were located in, it was, was segregated uh, quite a bit from any amenity. And, and I, I think in the very early days of Google, um, they were concerned about, you know, losing people to go off campus to go and get something to eat and the time it took to go and do that. And they thought it would be, you know, a lot more communal if we just had lunch on campus. And so that's how it was born out of that. When we started, you know, our, our offices, whether it be in Chicago or New York or anyplace else, we weren't doing lunches, obviously. And so we wanted to be in downtown locations surrounded by amenities, surrounded by restaurants so that, and, and, and different amenities such as dry cleaners and, and you know, whatever else you could get so that it was close by the office so that you could go get that. You didn't have to go in the car and, and, and drive five or ten miles to go and get something. Um, Quirky and playful. I mean, you, you know, you saw the slide, you saw the stairs. This is actually in our uh, Pittsburgh office. Um, this is a cargo net, and what you can't see is that this probably sits up about 20 feet. It's, it's a big high bay space. It was an old Nabisco factory. Um, and um, this cargo net probably sits up about 20 feet, but people love it because you can walk out on it and, you know, use it as a... Um, um, lounge area to do work. Um, and it was just a, another different way, you know, how could we kind of maximize the Googler experience? Um, this is our Venice office. Um, so we're two blocks from, from the beach. So you can take your Google surfboard. Um, you can take your bike. We've got some bikes that are fitted so that you can put the surfboard on it. Um, honestly, if it was me, I would never be in the office. I'd always be down at the beach. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a different kind of environment. Um, generous but frugal. Um, you know, people look at this. This is in, in Zurich. Um, these are just little meeting huddle rooms. And, and these were kind of used, beat-up gondolas. Um, we brought them in, set them up as meeting rooms, um, got local artists to come in and decorate them for us. And there you go. Uh, this is in our Hamburg office. The, um, the umbrellas actually work to help the acoustics of the hard space here. The umbrellas, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good look and feel. The, the umbrellas are filled with uh, insulating foam material, so it actually works as a, a, an insulator in the space. And, and then just, you know, being local. Um, obviously, this is London. Um, this is uh, Paris. Uh, that's Singapore. We actually did a, uh, a phone room, and we've got a small office in, in, in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, the project manager, project exec that did that, went out and found a, the cab to a John Deere tractor, um, you know, one of the big uh, um, uh, 
um, um, what do you call them, harvesters, and made that into a phone room. So that's really cool, too. I didn't, I didn't have a picture of that. Um, New York. Um, New York, the building that we're in, was an old Port Authority warehouse. So on either ends of the building, or either ends of the floor, there are these massive um, truck elevators. And, um, and then out beyond that, it's, it's just a, a truck dock. And so you'd be able to bring trucks up onto the floors and unload them. Um, and so um, we got one of the truck docks, um, and we decided to do a small cafe, which we called the Truck Dock Cafe. And I said, well, let's go get a truck. And so this is actually a, a dessert truck. It, it runs. We can take it out and put it on to the uh, elevator and take it down to the fifth floor and to the fourth floor and drive it off and, and, and serve uh, desserts um, a couple of times a week. Um, it's run on natural gas. What's really interesting is when we got it, we, we found this, we finally found this guy in upstate New York that could do this for us. And he delivered it. And uh, this, this is great, let's, let's try it out here on the street. So I put it in gear and went forward and great. He says, oh, and okay, let's back it up. He says, oh, it doesn't have a reverse gear. <laughs> yeah. How's that gonna work? But again, you know, it's, this is extremely successful. The greatest chocolate chip cookies you can ever have. And that's really kind of it. So, I mean, I'm open for questions. Thank you. Lines like uh, uh, allowing people, you know, accommodating people to sleep on the job, whether it be nap or spend the night because they didn't want to go home that day. Do you allow pets? We're getting um, these questions, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, we, we, we are um, infamous for having a pet clause, um, uh, you know, I was surprised to see that among the real estate community and among the uh, uh, legal community that Google is noted for their, their pet clause. So we actually write that into our leases that, that we can have pets. Um, we managed to get it written into our um, lease with uh, Motorola Mobility as well. So, um, you know, that was a big win. So we are, we're not always successful, I mean, yeah, but, but we do, um, and, and we believe in that. Um, what else? Um, you just mentioned Motorola Mobility. What, how are we going to accommodate the move? Tell us a little bit about the move and how you're going to bring people down and, and yeah. you know, staging <laughs> it. And we just, Good question. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or make it up while you're answering, Anybody whatever you like. Any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> so um, for everyone, uh, um, I got um, involved with uh, Motorola Mobility about a year ago. Um, and uh, we closed on that acquisition in, in uh, late May, I think it was. And um, we uh, signed a lease in the Merchandise Mart for our almost 600,000 square feet. Um, and the, the plan is to, to move um, most of the Motorola, uh, well, all of the Motorola employees out of their facility in uh, Libertyville. Um, and move them into downtown Chicago. Um, right now, we're going through design, so I'm back here about every other week, so I truly am a, becoming a Chicagoan. Um, and um, working uh, design, and we just started construction, and a lot of the furniture people know that, you know, we've, we are starting to look at mock-ups for 
for uh, workstations. Um, and we expect to be full-blown in construction um, in a June time frame, uh, start our commissioning on the space in December, um, and, and be in the space by uh, like a March time frame of, of next year. Um, how we're going to move? Um, good question. I mean, you know, still to be decided, but it is going to be, you know, everybody. So, and, and I can tell you that um, everybody from Motorola is really excited about uh, relocating and, and being part of the Chicago community. So, uh, just some what other, else we got? Can we bounce back to maybe like, um, you know, sustainability and lead for a second? Yeah. Um, you know, how do you set your standards or your goals for uh, achieving net zero or gold and silver and people are curious about the mark with its age, you know, how do you, uh, if you've started yet, how, how are you going to look at air quality issues, those kinds of things, impacts yeah. in that yeah. big of a space? Um, Just, I mean, those are all good questions and, and you know, we are um, replacing uh, some of the older air handlers in the mart. Um, we are um, right now somewhere between silver and, and gold in terms of uh, um, lead certification. Um, and, um, you know, my objective is going to be push very hard to get to, to gold. Um, we'll just have to see how that plays out because you're, you're absolutely right. The building is very old. Um, we, um, at, at Google, about three years ago, developed our own green team. And they are, are now kind of chartered to really kind of help us to um, set um, kind of the, the goals and objectives for each project that we do. Um, what we try to do is, is not, you know, use LEED as kind of a guideline, um, but really do the right thing. Um, it's, it's, you know, look at it in terms of what the right things are. You know, some of the things I mentioned earlier are probably our overriding um, objectives. Indoor air quality, it's very big. Um, to, to, to Larry Page, um, and it's very big, you know, so it's a very large uh, uh, objective for the company. In fact, I think um, Larry at first used to walk around with a fluke meter, um, and if you know what a fluke meter is, that's the way you can measure indoor air quality, and then he decided that was too big to carry around, so he wrote an app for his phone so that he can measure indoor air quality off of his phone. So believe me, if the indoor air quality in Mountain View isn't what it should be, somebody's going to hear about it. Um, but I, I think it's all about doing the right thing. I mean, it, it's, it's not, you know, how many points can we get? It's whether it makes the right sense, if it's the right thing to be doing, um, if it's the right thing to be doing for Google, for the community, for the ecosystem, and that's the way we look at it. People are curious just because of the scale of your organization. What what are other than rent? I suppose what are your top expenses? Like uh, for example, furniture, equipment, utilities, rent. Can you just give us a general understanding of? Um, boy, that's a hard one because I haven't been in, engaged in it uh, since I've been been over at Motorola. Um, you know, I think that um, our, our, our investments, I mean, you know, rent and OPEX are obviously a big piece of it. Um, we're willing to pay a little bit more to be in, 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 in the central business district or, you know, a downtown location. So uh, 
that is, is, is probably uh, a bigger number. I mean, certainly we could save a lot of money if we went back out into the suburbs or looked at the other locations, but that's not, what we, that's not what we want to do and that's not where we want to be. We see it as an opportunity to recruit the best and the brightest. So that's probably, you know, one of the, the bigger expenses that I can tell you about. Um, you know, we, we do try to be uh, frugal as well. Um, you know, I think I mentioned earlier that we, we really do try to uh, design to the project or within the project guidelines, and that means the expenses as well. Um, just because we're a company that's been very successful doesn't mean that, you know, we're going we're gonna to be um, irrational around how we spend money. Um, and I think we've got a very good team that understands that and manages to the numbers. Um, we, we do have many that are asking if uh, you're a Cubs fan or a Sox fan. So <laughs> those eight people that asked, why don't you uh, stop by later so Jim can answer the question. I'm a Reds fan, actually. <laughs> oh, can you talk a little bit about site selection and access to talent? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think... Um, you know, I, obviously I talked about, um, um, you know, the importance of us being in a CBD location and a downtown location. I think, you, it, um, you know, most of you probably know or have figured out that, that the, you know, the generation that's coming out of college today really wants to be um, more in, in a CBD or a downtown location. Um, I think the other thing is um, kind of the ties that um, the the community or um, a particular location may have with education. Um, if you look at where we are, um, and we had a little bit of this conversation last night, if you look a little bit of where we are um, with our with our engineering office, with maybe the exception of um, New York City. Um, you know, we are in locations that have, um, you know, really good talent because there are really good universities. Um, you know, we're in Cambridge where uh, MIT and, and Harvard are. We're in Pittsburgh. We have a, a, a pretty good connection with uh, Carnegie Mellon University. Um, you know, we're in Kirkland, Washington where, you know, not only is there Microsoft, um, Expedia, um, Amazon, but there's also the University of Washington, which is, you know, a top 10 or 15 uh, uh, software uh, engineering school. Um, obviously, we're in the Bay Area uh, because of Stanford and, and uh, University of California. So um, I think there's an awful lot um, that, that goes to that. Um, and I think it, it, it has a lot, an awful lot to do with where and where we can draw that kind of talent. Um, I know you've touched on some of this, but uh, we're still getting questions about um, how you accommodate aesthetic preferences, et cetera, like cross-generationally, that kind of thing. And also, maybe part of that response could be uh, the answer to, are there any activities or practices that the design team does to inspire creativity and innovation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we really kind of inspire everybody to, to, you know, think, um, 
kind of the, what we call 10x, um, which is you know kind of going above and beyond. Um, Larry calls it moonshots, you know, to really look at what's possible instead of what's not possible. Um, I, I think, you know, from a process standpoint, there's, there's probably, you know, three or four things that we try to do. Um, we do try to engage Googlers and get their input. Now, you know, you're always going to have the Googlers that are going to come and say, well, can we do a zip line? You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, you work through those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> believe me, it's a lot more than you think. Um, you know, anticipate change. So, you know, you want to you wanna design and, and, and understand that's going to be part of it. I mean, if there's one thing that I've learned at being at Google for eight years, I know nothing um, because it changes so quickly. Um, I think it's being open and transparent. Don't hide anything. I mean, let people know what's going on. Um, you know, let them know that, you know, we really can't do that zip line, you know, for these reasons. Um, you know, don't rush to form. You, design emerges, you know, and, and, and so allow it the opportunity to do that. Um, so I think those are some of, you know, kind of our, or at least, you know, my guiding principles. Um, I, I, I hope that answers the question. What, uh, what the, uh, the 50,000 or so Googlers, how, how does that break down the employees? Let's say, uh, you know, programmers, uh, corporate types. Is there any ratios you could share with us? Um, I don't even know these days. I mean, you know, we, uh, let's, let's look at it this way. I mean, you know, it's, it's basically, um, you know, two categories. It's, it's, it's engineers. Um, and for the most part, they're software engineers. Um, and um, it's sales and G&A. And it's, it's probably uh, about a half-half split. It could be 60-40 in terms of engineers to, to everything else. Um, again, we're still getting questions about uh, mobile um, environment versus you know, staying on the job or at the office. Um, and I guess there's questions about how you, uh, how do you show, I'm, I've lost the question here, excuse me a second, Jim. Oh, how can an office environment show that encouragement, if at all? In other words, the focus being made on getting employees out of the office or balancing work and life or getting exposed to more industry talent, et cetera. How, do, how does an office environment show that encouragement? You know, I, I think Googlers want to work at Google, simply stated. Um, because of, of just everything that we've talked about. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I think that's the simple fact. Um, I'm not saying, you know, that that's right for everyone, but I mean, that's just, that's just a simple fact. Measure the time spent mobile versus the time in the office? You know, I, no, I, I don't think we even measure that, honestly. I don't, I don't think there, there is a measure of that. I mean, you know, I'm not in the office right now, right? And, and you know, I'm here in Chicago every other week, and I spend a majority of my time at, at, at Gensler's office. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know that there's, there is an exact measure to that. 
Just shifting gears, some of the vendors in the room are just curious about your procurement process. Real estate brokers. So am I. I. I don't know how that question's risen to the top. I've tried to suppress it, but Conference I.O. has overridden me. Um, you can feel free to make that your last comment later on if you'd like, and we can touch on some other things. But we're getting just a lot of questions about metrics, vendor procurement, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, send me an email. <laughs> Does each staff member have a permanent seat? If not, how do you determine who gets permanent seats and how many to provide? Yeah, pretty much everybody gets a seat, yeah. Um, and, and pretty much everybody gets one seat. Um, now, if you're a senior vice president who has to travel between New York and Mountain View, um, we're probably going to figure out a way to accommodate them so that they can be productive at both locations. But if it's me, I got one seat. Well, actually, I got two seats right now because I got one in Motorola and Sunnyvale, and I got one in, in, in Google and Mountain View. So, Workstation, Workstations or uh, laptops or virtualized? Um, Are workstations typically laptops or visualized? Workstations. Um, well, everybody has, is, is, has a laptop, and I would think I was just, uh, uh, um, and... Same question. Yeah, so, I mean, I I'm not sure I understand the question, but everybody has a laptop, and just virtually everybody has a laptop. There's, there's very few people, even from an engineering side now, that, that uh, has a tower system or anything other than that. Almost everybody works off of a, a laptop. Is there a way to even answer uh, what your uh, workstation size is and how many standards you may have? Uh, we don't have standards, we have guidelines. Um, so it, it, it really kind of varies. Um, you know, the guidelines are just exactly that, a guideline. Um, and um, I think we work with each team and each group in and around how they want to work um, and, and to develop um, a solution. So um, I think, you know, we've gone in everywhere from um, you know, kind of more of a, a bullpen concept to where there could be uh, six or eight workstations um, to where it's a lot more, you know, of an individual workstation. But as much as possible, we try to, to keep people clustered together in and, and, and probably a, a four to six kind of office cluster or, you know, kind of bullpen or, or whatever, however you want to call that. I know you touched on some of these uh, technologies, but do you employ any special technologies that support facility management or hoteling or any other special amenities? I know you mentioned composting and other things, but yeah. has Google invented a great thermal heating device or anything? There's, a, you know, there's, a, there's a number of things that we've done from an operations standpoint, especially from um, um, a building management system in, in Mountain View. I'm an architect. So I'm sorry, I, you know, once you start talking the mechanical side of the house, I get lost really, really quickly. But, um, you know, we've got a very talented team out there, and they've, they've done an awful lot of great stuff. And, and, and I think that, that, honestly, we have one of the, the best um, uh, building management system experts in, in the country. And so, 
Um, we've done an awful lot on that side of things. We've done an awful lot on energy efficiency in, in, in Mountain View. And we're now just starting to push some of that back out into um, the rest of the world. And as we start to build our own campuses, taking best practices and, and you know, those things that we know work really well um, and try those out. Okay. How about uh, touching on the average age of uh, Google's workforce and um, growth projections? Is the our age is trending up, down? How many employees in three years, five years? Just those yeah, um, general comments. You know, it's 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 hard to figure year to year where where our growth is going. Um, average age. You know, I've heard that it's somewhere around twenty eight years old. Um, um, Growth projections. Rich folks, that's average. Take it yeah. easy. Yeah. There's a few of us old timers. Um, growth projections, I mean, you know, it's, it's anybody's guess. I mean, as long as we're successful, we're going to grow. Any hard wall, hard wall offices in your world anymore? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it's, it's going back to the user experience, user preference. Um, if there's a need to, to, to have a hard wall office, um, for whatever reason that might be, um, you know, a person does more heads down work, the, the person is doing confidential work, um, the person is a very senior person in the company, yeah, there's going to, to be hard, wall, hard spaces. We try to um, share as much as possible. So, um, as, as a director in a company, if I'm going to have a hard wall office, I'm probably going to share it with somebody else. Um, but yeah, we do do hard walls, and um, we've looked at uh, various ways um, that we can do those to be a little bit more efficient and more effective, whether it's demountable wall systems that are becoming really popular, um, et cetera. So yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the culture. Okay, Jim, uh, one interesting question, maybe you can tie this into a wrap-up, and that is a comment that Google is a trailblazer in workplace innovation. What do you think is next in the future of workplace evolution? With full you know, disclaimer and disclosure, and the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. none of the information being provided is... Um, you know, from my perspective, I, I think and as I've gotten into this, I think the whole piece of, of sustainability and a healthy workplace um, is, is, is just starting to take off. I mean, I think we've only just kind of hit the edge of what a healthy building is um, and, and how we can make buildings better. And um, I think that's the challenge going forward. Um, and and I'm looking, you know, I'm looking to kind of push that envelope as well. So um, I think we've only got there. I mean, you know, certainly we've made huge strides from a materials standpoint. We've made huge strides from an indoor air quality standpoint. But I think there's much, much more to, to learn and to be done in that area. So sum it up and so, tell us a little bit more about the MART space and, and how that, your yeah. comments would relate to the MART. So, um, you know, in, in, in terms of the MART, um, we're really trying to take, you know, some of the things that we've, we've learned at Google and, and, and bring them into the merchandise MART um, and, and uh, um, to get, 
people excited about and to get um, you know the Motorola mobility people excited about and and I think that's what that's what excites me as well is to get people engaged and energized um, and, and excited um, I think Google offers the opportunity um, that not too many companies do and that's to really kind of create and innovate think 10x do moonshots challenge yourself um, you know take some risks and um, if, if there's anything that I'll leave you with is I hope that each and every one of you have the opportunity to do that as well and, and to really kind of push the envelope in terms of what workplace is, what the building environment is, and what it can be. Thanks. Thank you very much, Jim. Sorry we couldn't get to everyone's questions. Our uh, evaluation is in the same system in the conference I.O. See you next month. Thank you.